Tile Friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. We are live. Tile Money is strengthening the tile industry. We're doing this with our business education designed for contractors by contractors. This podcast in education is helping tile contractors around the world to build profitable, sustainable businesses. The result, a stronger industry from the installer up. And today I'm very excited to have a, a great guest, uh, Shannon Violet, Violet, aka That Tile Chick on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You've seen her, you know her. That Tile Chick is with me in the Tile Money studio today. Um, Shannon burst onto the tile scene last year. She's consistently using uh, social media and really a rapid growth on social media platforms, her presence. She's openly sharing her experiences as she learns uh, more about the trade and dives into the tile industry and, and continues to progress as a tile installer. She's had some great, uh, some great mentors there. And she's been no stranger to the drama that comes with social media. Fellow tile contractors have critiqued her, sometimes very harshly, for the promotion of herself and her work on, on social media. And I have to admire her tenacity. She's stuck with it. Some of these guys have been downright hostile. But through it all, she's retained a professional, positive outlook. And she's confident in her abilities. And she's eager to learn. And she's honest about her lack of knowledge. When, it, when she has the lack and she's eager and willing to ask questions and learn from whoever wants to share their tile knowledge with her. So today we're going to see the journey through her eyes, ask her about how, how it's been going. And we're going to talk about social media best practices. We're going to be talking about tips and advice for those of you who are looking to improve and grow your social media presence. And I know a lot of you are. And uh, it's always good to have these discussions. Uh, another opportunity talking to Shannon today, and I don't want to minimize this. This is actually something I really value is feedback and uh, knowledge and uh, conversation with people who are either new to the trade like herself or also she's a, a professional and she came from another industry. For almost a decade, she was an accountant. And so she's worked in another industry. She, she knows business. She, she knows numbers. And now she comes to this tile industry, and I believe there's a lot of value there whenever I can have those conversations with professionals who came into the bit, the tile business. I think there's a lot of value because they see things that we can't see, kind of like walking around a party and somebody points out that you have egg on your face. I mean, you, you want to know that, right? <laughs> you you want to know what's going on. So it's getting some fresh eyes on the subject is not a bad thing at all. So before we bring her onto the stage, though, I do want to take a minute to thank our sponsors. These are the companies who are investing back in, in you, the tile contractors. Good morning, Abby. Good to, good to see you. Good to have you here with us today. Um, the NTCA is one of our sponsors. That's where you can make friends with some of the nation's most professional uh, tile contractors there are. The NTCA can be the most valuable resource for a, a tile contractor business. For over 70 years, they've been involved and dedicated to the professional installation of ceramic tile and stone. So uh, if you're not 
aware of what the NTCA can offer you, uh, get a hold of Jim Olson, reach out to him on Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever you're at, you can contact the NTCA. Laidacree International is another sponsor of ours. They're the oldest, one of the oldest manufacturers of modern tile installation materials. In fact, they're credited with inventing uh, the innovation of Thinset and their family-owned company, privately held company. They continue to lead the way in innovation for tile contractors everywhere. You can find Laidacree products at floor and decors now in the united states go board go board is another sponsor of ours go board is a lightweight waterproof tile backer board from john's mansville easy to cut easy to handle quick to install you can build a complete waterproof shower assembly with the go board line of products ask them about their uh their latest products um go board is designed to save you time and earn you more money and happy tile guide that's the place where you can get your professional website built uh for tile contractors specifically if you're enjoying this show please give us a rating on itunes it would help us out a lot all right without further ado welcome to the show shannon Hi, thanks for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. Why don't you introduce yourself, uh, maybe something I missed. Give us a 30,000-foot overview of who you are. Um, so my name's Shannon. Um, a lot of people know me as that tile chick on social media. Um, but basically, me and my partner moved from New Jersey in 2017. We started a general contracting business in Houston, Texas, um, we used to do everything. We had um, a long list of subs. We worked on quite a number of projects, also did a few flip houses. And um, in 20, uh, 2020 of you know last August, we decided that we were just going to focus solely on tile. Um, and by that time, it was always my my goal to not work full-time as an accountant anymore and just work within our business. Um, We never actually saw it coming that we were going to just do tile. It just worked out that way. So then I started my Instagram and um, kind of just wanted to share my journey. So that's where I am now. It's almost a year to the day that I started my, you know, my social media and I really started putting myself out there and sharing my journey. So I, I noticed that I went on your Instagram this morning and I noticed we're pretty much at the one year anniversary of that tile chick on Instagram. Yep. Almost there. <laughs> so that's exciting. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. It's been a wild ride. <laughs> wild. Yeah. So tell us, I mean, you've, you've grown that in one year from, from zero to now what? 60,000 followers. Yes. Um, so basically, you know, I, I just, my original goal is just to go on there and just like anything, just share my, you know, what I was doing. Um, in no way did I think that anybody would give a damn. Um, so like, and nor did I think anybody would like be so angry about it. But, you know, I had like a lot of like clashing back and forth of people getting, you know, going nuts about it. But, um, you know, I, I just... In the beginning, I had no idea of anything about social media. I didn't know how to grow a following. I didn't know how to um, create content. I just knew, like, I knew how to use Instagram because I had, like, a personal account, but I didn't really know how to use it to its fullest ability. It was not until, like, I started realizing, like, okay, cool, like, I can grow a following on here or I can, like, you know, 
I don't know, do a multitude of things on here, share my journey in a different way and maybe impact somebody in a positive way using my platform that I actually started trying to educate myself on how to use it. That's uh, that's wild. I, I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, you know, I think that's how most contractors feel is, uh, what, what is this? How can I use it? Um, so I would like to ask you to share some of the core principles that you kind of um, embrace to help you grow so quickly. Um, what would you say some of the, your core principles are when it comes to growing your social media? So... Core principles, um, and it, they're not really—they're not really mine. They have to align with whatever platform that I'm using, right? So, like each platform responds differently. Each platform has like a different form of media that succeeds, you know. So, like Instagram, that's where I started. Um, but basically, you have to understand the algorithm and the updates that happen. Um, you have to be very specific and intentful on what you do. So like, you know, share, like I sum it up as to like, just being a good Instagram friend, just being a good friend, you know, like you're sharing posts um, of other people, shout other people out, talk to people, be genuine, be yourself. And most of all, it's like, some people like the conversations that I've had over the last year of like people, well, well, you know, people don't think I'm interesting. Like you'd be surprised like how many people think the most mundane and medial task that you do on a daily basis is interesting to them. Um, so it's like, and a lot of people feel like they need this permission to start. Like they have to be like a godsend and they have to be perfect all the time. You don't have to be perfect. Um, you don't have to be the best looking person. You don't have to be this crazy person, this outgoing person. Everybody has like their special thing about them that somebody is going to connect with. And so you have to understand that about yourself because it's mostly persona driven, especially when you're like getting to know somebody, they follow you. Yeah. Okay, cool. You do great work or whatever, but like, they want to know your struggles. They want to know who you are. They want to know like what you're good at. So that's why I try to do like, I try to write good copy as well. Like, so I could give people a little bit more of myself than just like, Hey, here's a photo of me doing this. And Hey, you know, trying to always show off that I'm the best. It's like, I'm not the best. There is incredible people out there from all over the place that do amazing stuff that like probably aren't, nobody knows who they are. Um, and I get amazed every day by the things I come across online. And it's like, you know, I'm just this person that just decided to start a social media page. And that's the other thing, like every platform works different, like TikTok, you know, it takes a little bit of investigation, like who's on TikTok, what's the age range, what, you know, what kind of content gets response, you know, like what, what's going on on Instagram that is popular? Like what, what can I do that is going to get people to better interact with my stuff? Like using relevant hashtags, following people, you know, it's just, you have to follow people back too. That's another thing. Like I see a lot of people like they want to like use this persona that like they don't need to follow anybody back and everybody's going to want to follow you. Like, no, you just got to be a real person. It really works. That works. So 
Okay, that was a lot of information in a short amount of time. Uh, I want to I want to go back through here and, and dissect this a, a little bit further. You, one of the first things I, I caught you saying was, I, "I'm a good Instagram friend," which sounds kind of funny, but it's really very basic. But it's meant to be. Look, listen, friends. Um, it's it's the same principles on the schoolyard, right? You want a you want a new friend from school. You've got to go share your peanut butter sandwich with them. You've got to take a little bit of an interest in them personally, um, and that's something that I think uh, there's a disconnect there when when people first you know try to grow their social media following. But it's 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 very basic. And it goes a, a long ways, you know, uh, and that's really the power. In, instead of, you know, phone conversations and emails, people are doing business transactions through their DMs or their private messages through platforms like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. Um, so really just starting those conversations. Hey, I really like that or ask a question or, you know, whatever. And then the next thing you said um, what was educate. The, the people, even if it seems mundane, right? And I appreciate, and I'm glad you said this because uh, if you're growing your social media um, following, um, especially, you know, for the public, the consumers, they might not understand why something you, you do that it's so trivial, you do it without thinking about it. And you're like, nobody wants to read this, but I'm glad you brought this out, Shan, or look at this because I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because they actually will take interest in some of the most uh, menial things we do. And that's the importance. I, I notice you do you do some of that as well. I mean, even if it's a picture of a clean job site or uh, it's a, a, a product you use to keep it clean or, you know, whatever, these are things that are common everyday stuff. But if you can, you know, uh, utilize it. And then the third thing I wanted to emphasize was written content on on Instagram, which you do very well with. And I want to commend you for that. And I want to emphasize this because it's so important. I, I see all the time people will just post a photo and they might they might have a sentence, they might have a word, they might not have anything like zero hashtags or anything, no description on what they're doing. And so Instagram will allow you to do, I think, up to 200 characters. Um, so you can write uh, a, a couple paragraphs, really, of content w- explaining. And people, and there's a way to write this as well. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the mic over to you. Tell me how you write your content and kind of the science behind that. Um, so basically, you know, we all are familiar with like the way the media works and how they always try to invoke an emotion or they evoke responses from people like um, you have to understand that like people like when you're scrolling through Instagram, like we're so overloaded and stimulated nowadays where it's like, okay, like I do it too. Like I'll just scroll and I'll just like everything that I follow because like, I'm just trying to do some engagement for a couple minutes. But like when you're scrolling, you only see like a first, the first couple, I don't know, the first couple words under the picture. And then you have to click to see more. So like those first couple words, like they need to be, They need to be enticing for that person to be like, okay, I'll stop scrolling and I'm going to click this and I'm going to see. Um, But that also comes with like your persona, who you are. And it's like not really a persona. Don't put on a fake persona for anybody on the Internet. Just be who you are. Um, Be genuine because that's how people connect. And they're going to say, oh, you know, oh, I see that, you know, so-and-so posted today. Like, I want to see what they have to say because you're known for like writing these good things that, you know, spark a conversation or, you know, 
it sparks people to like have different opinions. And I like things like that because it starts a conversation and those conversations, as we know from the Facebook groups, like they, they force people to be better, think different, um, you know, see things from other people's point of view. And that that's how, that's how you create that. It's like a snowball effect, you know, where people, and then once you have a bunch of comments going on and conversations going back and forth, then other people want to read those conversations because they want to see like what's happening. Oh, well, what'd they say? You know, it's, it's like, we love drama. We're humans. And that's just how we are. We want to see what people say. We want to see people get mad. Like it, it's just the way the world works. And it's just the truth. Um, and now like, so those first couple words that you post under the picture or the video, like it's important if you can't capture their, you know, um, their interest with just like the picture that you have posted or like the video that's going on that they can see, you definitely need to like, just start writing. Like maybe the first couple posts you do, it won't be so engaging, but once people start to know that you write some cool stuff or you write some interesting things, like they're going to start clicking cause they're going to want to see what it is that you have to say. Cause you're known for that now. Um, and then like the other thing is if you post a video, you want to make sure you're posting like a, um, a cover, so that when you're scrolling, like you see a good, you see like a good shot of the picture. It's not like, oh, well, it's the floor because people don't know what they're looking at. You know, you want to, you want to make sure you're highlighting an important part of the video that captures your audience. That's that. Those are, again, you, you gave us a lot of, um, a lot, a lot of good advice there. Um, people really pay attention and, and take notes to what Shannon's saying here. Um, and, and go look at the way she writes her content. Go look at the way other influencers are writing their content. You've got to get people hooked in. And the reason this is so important is Instagram will reward you the, the longer people are staying on your posts, the more comments you can engage, you, you want to be engaging. And so get those comments, get that conversation going, because if you have 20, 30, 40, 50 comments, that's, you know, that's what Instagram loves. They, and the Facebook's the same. I mean, Facebook owns Instagram. So they, they want people on their platforms and they want to keep them there. So if you're writing engaging content and that first sentence, you have about, I don't know, three, three or four words to get people hooked and to get them to scroll. And then there's, there's a method to it. We're not going to go into it. You guys need to go follow her and, and look at what types of content people are writing on their, on their Instagram. There's a method to writing that keeps people engaged and reading and, and short, I'm going to just call it short format just for a, a, a tip for all of you, just short format content, you know, not long paragraphs. That's for books. Um, okay. So let's move on to the next question I had here. Um, Okay, so uh, platforms, right? People, a lot of folks probably like, ah, I, I, I don't want to do all six platforms. So have you found a, a particular platform um, that you would suggest or, or how would you, you know, uh, advise someone to picking a platform, especially if they have limited time and, and you know, like Dave Karp just said, um, it's, it's incredible, but you know what it's almost like a second job so he wants you know maybe he's the type that just wants to focus on one platform instead of all six or you know what whatever i'm just using six six as an arbitrary number um so if you want to focus on one definitely educate yourself on how all those platforms work right so then you can say all right well you know for instance like tiktok um TikTok works like 
there's it's very short form video. Um, it's very raw, I would say. Like there's not a lot. Like yes, there's cool editing features you can use like within TikTok itself. And I am going to say I'm TikTok illiterate. Like it's taking me quite some time to understand how to use it. Um, but like you, it's short form. It's quick. It's very raw. It's very like you know unedited and just like it's very just chill. I don't know how to describe it. Um, and so like, yes, like it started off with like all the dancing, but a lot of other people are getting a lot of, you know, following like a huge following from TikTok just from doing like basic things. But, you know, I would say pick a platform you want to succeed on, um, understand how it works and the best way to succeed on that platform. And then just go go ham on that one platform. That means you need to spend time on that platform. You need to like invest some time reading and researching. It's like a business, you know, if you have, if you're watching this and you already like are kind of interested in growing your, your social media, but like it's not for everybody. And that's cool. That's fine. No, it's no big deal. Like it's like running a business. Like you start somewhere, you're investing time, education. Um, you know, you try different different tactics to make it work. So it's the same thing. You have to really understand intimately how that works and then keep applying it and be consistent and be relentless and keep going and keep going. Like you're going to fail. Like it's going to bomb. Sometimes I've spent time on videos where it's like, I had this cool idea. I thought it would do great, but it didn't. And it just is the way it is. You just have to keep going. And like, people are going to hate on you. People are going to say stuff and they're going to try to like drag you down, but you just got to keep on and keep on going. Um, so I would say pick one, do really well at it. Like me, I chose Instagram. Um, and then now like I went on to TikTok. I have like almost 30,000 followers on TikTok, but that's just because I took my reels from Instagram and moved them over to TikTok, you know? And so I'm, I'm trying to think, drum up ideas of like, what could do well on TikTok? Um, Facebook, like I, I just like, I joined the groups. And again, I think it's mostly from my Instagram. So like from the one platform, I'm able to now, like almost a year later, start just like, leveraging some of the content I have and just putting it out on other platforms. I'm not really spending a whole lot of time on those other platforms. Most of my time for the last year has been spent solely on Instagram and like channeling all of that. So I would say just pick one and really learn it and really get good at it and just keep trying, fail, try again, try different things. And that's, that's the best way. I really like that advice. Um, Focus on one, get really good at it. Don't get distracted with all the rest until you feel comfortable and you're in a good rhythm. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm, I'm, I'm like you, you know, TikTok is um, confusing. And I, I, I originally w- went ahead and had intentions to embrace it, but um, I decided to pull back and I'm, I'm considering jumping back in now. I have an idea that I think might, might work for, for myself personally. That's the other thing. It, you know, d- dancing and singing isn't my jam. I'm never going to be that person. So I, I, you know, when I force it, it, it's, it's obvious that I'm trying to force it. Right. And nobody's going to want to watch it. Cause it's like, ah, uh, unless it's like, you know, once in a while I'm making fun of myself or something like that. But the point is I've seen videos on TikTok where it's just, um, somebody talking. Right. And so you can, you can do whatever feels natural and, and comfortable to you. Tell us a little bit about the tools you're using every day. Are you, do you have, have you invested a lot in equipment? Um, so when I started, right, like, so 
when I st- we started our business in 2017, like we li- we didn't have anything. We had nothing. Um, and so like the tools are the most important, right? Because my main job and my main focus here is the trade. So if I have extra money, I invested in buying new tools because I really come, come like come 2020, I really needed to like up my game and some tools because we were struggling. Like we had like crap tools, right? So that was the main focus. And I was like, I am not like, yes, I saw my social media growing, but I'm like, I'm not spending a dime on this because I'm not getting paid for it. It's like secondary, you know, like I spoke to Carl, the flash one day and he's like, you know, just focus on your business. Like everything else is second. And he was a hundred percent right. You know, like everything is second. Um, so I really wanted to focus on the business and like just, Instagram was like, if I can get content, I get content. If I can do it, I'll do it. If I have the time, I'll do it. And most of that time was like after work, late at night, early in the morning. Like it was just, I just did it when I could. And so all I did was use my iPhone, um, which is like an old model. And then I also used the Splice app, which was like, I think it's 30 bucks. Um, So I used that. And then I did buy another like editing thing on my um, on the Apple store, but I can't remember the name, but it was like really hard, but splice app was super easy. So we've been using that up until two, two, three, four months ago or so. Um, and we still use it till this day, but like we just upgraded our computer two months ago, um, to like a halfway decent computer with like the abilities to edit. Cause before that we were using an old laptop that would like overheat, freeze, shut out the, the program, you know, we don't have some super fancy, um, camera. We just bought the DJI pocket two, which is like a small, you know, camera. And, um, you like it? it's great. I like it. I do. Um, I still want like a full camera, but it, it, it does give a lot more functionality versus like the phone where you can like change the colors. You have a mic, um, so that it, it, it does step up the game a little bit. So I'm going to say like, we stepped up our game a little bit. Maybe we invested in total $2,000. Maybe I don't even think it hits that because I got a discount from uh, using my sister's discount on Best Buy. Nobody tell anybody cause I'm not supposed to. Um, but I got a discount for that. And then I got the DJI pocket on Amazon, which was like $500. So maybe I'm just barely touching a $2,000 investment. So well, that's that's really actually encouraging to know you. And I, I'm the same way, Shannon. I, I've, I, I, I might have done about two thousand in my podcast equipment. I, you know, the, the one thing I would like to get is a professional camera. Um, I, I did get some professional audio equipment, you know, microphones and, and audio stuff. But um, where was I going with this? <laughs> uh, I, I, I wanted, I wanted to. Um, oh, I wanted to ask you which computer you bought. Um, it's a, um, I can't think of the name of it. Um, hold on. Well, if I close this is it out, an, will it, Oh, is it an Apple or a, or a, Oh no, it's like, it's, it's like a gaming computer. Okay. So, um, I forget the brand off the top of my head, but, um, what I can, I can share it later if, if that's okay. Um, sure. but I don't remember the name of it or like the model or anything or like the video, the graphics card. So to give you all the details, um, I would need to like write it down, but, um, it's not like an Apple or anything. It's like one of those gaming computers that, um, just has like a little bit more juice to it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I, 
you would never know if if you go look at Shannon's pictures, photos, you would never know that it, it's just an iPhone. But um, my my, you know, the the thing about it is, um, you can take it out of your po- pocket, point and shoot. Or you can take it off your out of your pocket, clean the lens, uh, you know, move around the room until you see that lighting hit just right. Maybe think about the time of day you're going to take the photo of, of your after, you know, your your work or whatever or, or yourself. Um, you, if you put forethought into it, these cameras, I mean, it doesn't. You could have the most expensive camera in the world. It's the same principle. You've got to you've got to put some thinking into the position of the frame and, and all that good stuff. So uh, as you're growing these uh, social media channels, obviously you're on fire. What is your vision? I mean, where are you going? Uh, what are your ultimate goals for this, Shannon? Um, so my ultimate goal for my page or me and who I am is like the only way that I can describe it is like I would really love to just be like the female micro. I love tile, but I also love the traits. Like I you know, I've stepped out of my comfort zone and I went and I've tried welding and plumbing and things like that. And like, I'm not afraid to get on camera and make a mistake. Like I'll go on the camera for like the first time I did welding for the very first time I did it on video, you know, I never touched it before in my life. Same thing with, with, um, soldering copper pipe. Like I just, I'll try it, you know, like, cause I like it. I genuinely enjoy it. And I genuinely think that, my generation, like we, we lacked in being able to pursue those things. Like everybody shoved down our throat, go to college, go to college, go to college. And it's like, while I'm extremely grateful that I went to college, it's like, I'm not grateful for like my almost $50,000 of student loan debt that I have now, you know, and I have to continuously pay it off. And it's like this nagging thing that I have to constantly think about. And it's frustrating because I just wish that I came out of high school and, thought a little bit had some time to think and like work and do something like I worked with my dad many summers like and I always worked with him like we did crazy stuff like we did pavers he used to build like custom ponds and like we have these koi fish in my backyard that are gigantic probably the size of me by now because they're like 15 years old you know and we I would help him pick them out of the pond put on the put on the boots that go up to my waist to really get in there and like scrub the pot. Like I love just like doing things physically, um, sitting and being like sedentary all day is just not my, not my jive, you know? Um, and I love to just try new things and challenge myself. So I just want to be somebody that someone can turn to and say, you know, my parents really want me to go to college, but like, you know, I can see you and you're like successful in many different ways. And like, there's other paths out there. Um, And maybe you're not ready to go to college when you're 19, but maybe you'll be ready when you're 25 and that's okay. You know? So that's my, you know, that's where I want to go. And especially like helping people run a business because boy, especially being in the trades, like you leave, you leave school, they school doesn't teach you to do anything. They don't even teach you how to balance a, a checkbook. They don't teach you like anything about taxes or anything that's like practical. So you leave school and it's like, you don't know anything. And then maybe if you do want to start a business, it's like, you got to start from like six feet under the dirt, you know, mm-hmm. and it's hard. Um, so if I can share things that will help people and set them up for success five years faster, you know, that help that makes me happy because it's more about, 
it's great. I'm growing my social media. You know, now I get paid a little bit from it, but like at the end of the day, all that doesn't really matter because what really like makes me happy is being able to like give back and help people. And like that motivates me more than anything ever. So I, I, I love that answer, Shannon. Um, you want to be, did I, did I hear that right? You want to be the, the, the female version of Mike Rowe is. Yeah. 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 I would love to do that. Yes. I think that's a, a noble goal, uh, something that's uh, entirely achievable, especially, you know, continuing to go down the path you're going down. Um, you know, it, I loved seeing you and I want to, you know, say that it's really, you know, in my mind, it, it was it really said a lot about who you are. Um, seeing you go uh, when you're sweating copper and and welding and you're 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 you know you want to learn you it, it's obvious to me that you have a desire to learn and you're not afraid to go out there and actually do the thing and like you said you'll you'll record your first time so that's 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 pretty wild yeah i have like it is you know no nobody's perfect like i i really just you just have to be real, like be real with people, you know, people are going to like say whatever, but at the end of the day, like you really need to know who you are, your intentions and, um, always remember that. Like sometimes, you know, I've woken up and I, you know, said like, man, like, you know, is this person right about me? Like, are they, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I'm this or maybe I'm that, but like, I know my intentions every day. I know my intentions and like, I can go to sleep at night knowing that I have good intentions wholeheartedly. So with that, like I'm able to, I'm able to have conversations with people like in my DMS. And yes, I try to answer everybody. Like I have a lot of messages and I spend a lot of time just trying to get to everybody and thanking them because without their support, you know, I wouldn't be able to do any of that. I wouldn't be able to feel this fulfillment that I feel that, you know, I'm able to help people or motivate somebody or just like tell them like, you don't need permission to do this. Like, just go do it. Like you only have like one life ever. And it's like, if you never quit, you can't fail. So just like, keep going. Um, and it's just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going anymore, but it just, I, it means a lot to me. So. Oh, good, good, good. I, you know, I, I, I think it's important for the naysayers to remember that, um, it's, 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 you know, we can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And everybody has a, a unique talent and, um, your story, you know, is inspiring because, um, if you, if you find that you can help people and, and you have found that, and that brings you joy, you need to focus on, on those people who are, who you're helping and who are benefiting from what you're doing, because the, the people who don't get it, frankly, they're never going to get it. I had to, I had to make that uh, growth in my mind as well. And it wasn't necessarily easy, um, to realize that it, not everybody's right for listening to the tile money podcast. Not everybody's right for consuming your content. Um, now you brought up an interesting point. Um, you said you're, you're starting to make some revenue via your social media channels. This is, you know, something that I'm sure is on some folks' minds. Hey, if I'm doing, if I'm putting in the work, you know, that, you know, I agree. If you're putting in the work, that's like the Tile Money podcast or all these very large Facebook groups, you're putting in a lot of work. It's very, what, what you're doing, um, if it's positive, it's very valuable for the industry, right? The, the tile industry, the construction industry at large. You might as you should be compensated for it, in my opinion, and I'm glad to see uh, social media influencers getting compensated. Not all of them, but some of them are starting to. What would you say uh, 
for people who want to kind of go down that path, give us some advice for getting started with the additional revenue via social media? Um, Just like many of us and a lot of people who are listening right now and how a lot of people have learned from you with tile money is that your time is worth something. So you have to understand. And like when you're just getting started, like there's something called like a nano influencer, which is like, like within like the couple thousand follower range, like I think it changes every year and there's like more sub, you know, names for that. But like, I only know nano and then there's a macro where it's like 10,000 to a hundred thousand followers. If you're within that couple thousand follower range, like maybe you won't get paid a, like you know, an enormous amount of money or maybe you're just going to start getting compensated with tools. But like when you're doing that, that means that there's, there's companies looking at you. So what you want to do is I don't think that you should take every free tool that comes your way. If somebody wants to send you an email to, Hey, I want to send you this, like blah, 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 this new tool. You know, there's been a lot of times where I got stuff for free and I don't like it. So I don't share it. There's a lot of times where somebody's like, Oh, I want to send you this such and such. I look at it. I look at their website and I'm like, no, I don't think my, my, I don't think people that like value my content is going to get anything out of this. And I think that I'm going to have to force it. So I don't really want to work with them. So it's, I think when you're just starting out, if you, if somebody reaches out to you that you think you can jive with, do your best, you know, even if you're not getting paid for that, like put out something that's amazing, like continue to make, you know, make that connection with that brand and that company um, because other brands are watching. So when they see you working with other brands and they see what you can do, it just elevates you to that next level. And cause you don't know who's watching. And my other tip is like, take it serious. It's not a joke. It's a business. So you need to, you need to negotiate. You need to tell them what your value is. You need to show them what you can do. Like I have a contract. I have a media packet created where it highlights all the stuff I've done. Um, how many followers I have, what's my engagement, stuff like that. And I have a different, like my model is focusing on engagement, right? It's not so much like, oh, you know, gain as many followers as possible. Like say this most ridiculous thing so that people are like, follow me. I want to have a close relationship with my followers. I want them to know who I am. I want them to like me. I want them to really care what I have to say. So that's my focus. And so I make sure that if I do partner with a company, that they align with that, Um, that they're not just like some company that's going to like throw me a couple bucks or send me this free tool because I have turned down quite a few, um, quite a few offers and, you know, and I still get some free stuff and like, I'll say, yeah, okay. Like I'll take a look at it. But if I have time, I will post it on my page, but it's not like I'm not making it an effort. Like, Hey, I got this free stuff from such and such or like, Hey, look where I got, you know, I don't do that. I get free stuff all the time, but not all of it's like, you know, worth showing, you know, and like, quite frankly, if you're giving stuff away for free, how valuable is it, you know, and so I'm going to share it with my followers, like, no, I have integrity there. So I want to keep that, keep that like value high. So yeah. I love I love that uh, word integrity. It, it, it and it, it's so true. Um, if you if you accept something just for the money, 
um, but you don't believe in the product, you're going to devalue your brand. And that's what Shannon just was, was telling us. You're going to devalue your brand by being fake and representing a company that you necessarily don't believe in 100%. And then if you, uh, at the same time, if, if you promote every single free hat and T-shirt and sticker that you get, nonstop, you're going to devalue, uh, everybody you're, you're devaluing everybody. It's, it's, it's like, Oh, it's so much content. I mean, I think a, a little bit less, you know, is, is actually more less is more. We've heard that saying, um, the next topic I kind of want to get into here. Um, Shannon is, uh, we talked about it a little bit, the, the generational lack of skilled tradespeople. Obviously you're a Mike Rowe fan. That's one of his, you know, hot topics. Um, and in the trades, everybody is looking for a, a young apprentice and, you know, supposedly they they don't exist. Um, I, uh, depending on who you talk to, I interviewed Aaron. She said, I, I you know, we have a lot of young apprentices. We, that's, that's who we hire and that's who we attract. And she, we went over that last week. Now, in your opinion, from what you've seen, like I said at the outset of this, you, you came in with a, a fresh eyes to this industry. What, what do you think we could do to help this? What, what, what do you think could change in the industry? Um, I think that some professional development amongst like the older generation would really help. Um, I can only speak from my own experience with my dad. The only reason why I survived with my dad is because he's my dad. You know, like I've gotten stuff thrown at me. I've been cursed out. I've been, you know, one second he's like, oh, Shan, you want to come help me with this? The next one he's like, just go away. You're useless, you know? And it's like, I'm sure that this is the kind of stuff that happens like on a real job site when like there's a kid, like my dad has hired young kids before him. Like he constantly complains, oh, well, you know, he's lazy and he's this and he's that. And I'm like, dad, you probably didn't even say hi to him that day. Like you probably just just like didn't even talk to him you probably forgot his name you probably called him by the wrong name you know like that's my dad and so I know I know that there's people out there that run extremely profitable businesses that have been successful for many years and like I totally understand but like you cannot expect to hire somebody and want them to come work for you every day if you treat them like crap because they can go to McDonald's now and get paid $15 an hour and there's an HR department, you know, and like they get treated with respect. So it's just so simple as just, I'm not saying you have to baby them because yes, you need to like, you got to be willing to work, but at the same time you have to create like a working environment where somebody wants to show up every day because you never know what somebody's going through in their personal life. And like, maybe they seem like they're lazy or maybe this or maybe that, but maybe they just gave up and they're just like, you know, down. And it's like, you just, I don't know. Like you just never know. And I know for a fact that like a one day I have to, I have to have somebody come work with me. Like, it's just a, a fact. And when I do, I want to make sure that I create a good working environment for them to come to if there's something wrong like I want them to be able to share that with me um but at the same time no I'm not going to take crap if you don't wake up in the morning and you like don't make it to work like you know there's no excuse for that but all that has to be you know set out in the in the forefront when you're interviewing somebody you have to understand how to pick up on personality traits and how to choose your employees properly you're you're breaking up here a a little bit let's Let's give it a minute. I'll, I'll take this opportunity to, to jump in um, while her camera's 
uh, on freezing there. Maybe it's buffering. Uh, and, and say that last night um, I took my daughter swimming to a, a swimming class, swimming lessons, her first swimming lessons. My daughter's four. And even though we, we uh, um, uh, there you are, you're back. Uh, I'll just finish my story here, Shannon, because it, what, Oh, maybe she's not back. All right. Uh, she's my daughter's four. And what, what we did is we, you know, of course we took her to her first swimming lessons. Um, we have a pool in our backyard. She's very comfortable, uh, in the water at this point. Um, but she, she always wears a a life vest, you know, like, like a, almost like a boating vest to swim. But, uh, within 20 minutes that, that teacher had, uh, that swim instructor had her vest off and he had her on her back, learning how to float on her back. And, you know, such a big aspect of hiring an apprentice is those core principles that you're teaching. I mean, we need to really, you know, pull people out of their shell and, and be patient, you know, not be like your father where, you know, I mean, fathers probably aren't the best teachers. You know, there's there's that connection at times. We can, we can be for, for a lot of things, but for some tactical things like learning how to tile or swim, maybe, maybe we're not right. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why we have teachers. So, um, it, but it, it's a craft. It's, 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 it's something in it of itself that you have to work on. Yeah. Like, can you see me? And am I good now? You're good. You're back. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, I don't know everything, but I know for a fact that, um, professional development is an important thing. And it's another thing that has helped me in my business a lot. You know, I know everybody knows that I work with Paul Lucia a lot. Um, he's always willing to help. Um, I always say, you know, like, you know, me, me and Chris, we're like his children, mm-hmm. you know, because like, if we have a problem, we call him, you know, and he shows up. I'm sure that we like, you know, we interrupt his day or like he's a busy man and stuff like that, but he's always willing to help. And like, it's probably because of that, that, you know, we're able to just keep going. Like, because from day one, let me just say, here's another thing social media, right? We started in 2017. We didn't know anybody. We didn't know what tile money was. We weren't on the groups. We didn't know anything. Um, and so through doing research and like trying to find information, we found, we found the John Bridge forms. Then we got on the groups. Then we found tile money and through Paul and Paul is in Houston. Um, so we, we make a lot of our success through social media, because without that, you know, we wouldn't have been able to implement small changes and grow and do all of that stuff. And all of it is really professional development. If you think about it, because we take experiences that are shared through other people and we apply it to our life. Some of them work, some of them don't. And so like you just add on, you take away, but like you keep moving forward. And that's, I think that that's like the main principle. And like a lot of people, they, they shut them out. They shut themselves out from all that help that they can receive, and they're like afraid to ask for help. You know, so they just continuously stay the same. I I, I love it. What a powerful testimony to the the power of social media and being friendly on social. You know, bring it back to the the original comment you made. Be friendly. Be a good friend on Instagram. Be a good Instagram friend. It can be life changing and has been life changing for so many people. It's 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 connection. You know, it's. And for the last, what, 15 months here, we've had no other way to connect. We have had uh, a, a very minimal industry events, in-person events. Uh, we have people who are, are stuck at home. We have people that, with different circumstances. They're still making those connections in every industry. 
that's the that's why Shannon does what she does. That's what I why I do what I do. You you heard it right here through Tile Money through uh, all these social media platforms. She was able to level up her business and increase it way faster by getting under someone and like Paul Lucia working you know kind of subcontracting under his business and and picking his brain and being smart enough to know who to call and when to, when to make that phone call and 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 not being shy about it like hey Paul if you have a minute I could I could use your help so now that's installers helping installers and and we certainly want to promote that unity installers helping installers what about the industry what how can the industry get in there and help us on our mission to really um, level up the tile industry make it more attractive for the youth and start to address this you know generational gap i mean and frankly the the kids the 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 youth who are interested in a trade there's a lot of attractive options you have welding you have which there's always a lack of welders you have um uh, plumbing and electrical which right out the gate all three of those industries are going to pay you a little bit higher they're going to you know they're going they might be a little more attractive what do you think in your opinion from an outsider's perspective again and what you've learned in the last 12 months how can the industry step up and and help us on our mission um, I think that a lot of a lot of people who are successful, who kind of like stay in the shadows, um, if you care about, you know, the trade that you've, you know, you've worked many years to be successful at, like sharing <laughs> social media is like, it's such a powerful thing, right? I just gave an example. It's so powerful. So like, if you share who you are, the life you live, right? What you've been able to accomplish. Luke, you are a tile installer and now like you have this successful podcast. You're able to help other installers. Like you, I'm sure that when you started, you didn't, you could have never imagined yourself in the position you're in now. So it's like people think that like, oh, I have to start a trade. I'm going to just be this like grunt worker for the next 30 years of my life. And I can never, you know, become anything else like they a lot of people think it's like a dead-end type job it's not a real job you can't really be successful like you can't ever grow your income you know or grow your professionalism through a trade they just see it as like oh it's dirty they smoke cigarettes or maybe they're you know they were in jail they had no other option so it's like a lot of it is carry yourself professionally um take a shower, like, you know, cut, be clean cut, you know, um, learn how to speak to a client or learn how to speak to your peers in a professional way. Um, a lot of it, it's like, there's this, there's this like persona where you gotta be like this grungy, dirty person. And like, not everybody wants to be that, like they want to be, you know, successful and they want to be, you know, respected and things like that. And a lot of it is like the way you carry yourself. So I think that, there's a lot of successful people who started out like on the ground and now they have many successful businesses or they have, you know, a showroom or they do imports, exports, like whatever it is that they do. And sharing that story through social media is powerful because people see that you started from exactly where they are, but you were able to grow into this well-established person you were able to create a very nice life for yourself um you have certain freedoms that maybe others don't have so i think that sharing more of your experience getting out there and you know sharing who you are as a person to influence other people in the younger generation just stepping down off of that like 
pedestal sort of say like, you know, and instead of making it like, oh, well, I've done this for X amount of years and I'm great at this and you need to be exactly this way in order to be successful, more so like meet these people at their level. Like, you know, I was you at one point, you know, I was there, I was broke, I didn't know shit, you know, and now here I am. Um, And you can do it too, because everybody can do it. Everybody's capable. Mm -hmm. It's just knowing that and and seeing that and understanding it. It makes makes a lot of sense. Um, You know, pretty sensible stuff there. I appreciate it. Uh, Someone is letting me know that my feed, I'm I'm getting some feedback. I've made a couple adjustments. I hope it's better. Um, I'm not sure why. Uh, We're we're towards the end here. So if it got worse, let me know and I'll I'll put it back the other way. (laughs) But um, what, uh, Shannon, what advice... um, what what surprised you the most to the uh, about this industry? You know, being again, I I really value your feedback. Um, has anything been real surprising where it's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it's that way? Um, I my the most the biggest surprise to me was um, how archaic it is still. Um, I was really surprised, like mindset, mentality, everything. I was really like, I was shocked and I'm still shocked. I think I went on like a rant the other day about how I just think everything is just, you know, it's going to take a lot more than just a few people like getting on social media to change, um, to change it. So I think that hopefully it, it changes, but, um, it's going to take a lot of people, a lot of people moving in the same direction in order for it to really change. But I think that there's still so much work to be done. It's so old school and it still is, you know, at the core, it's very old school. Yeah, definitely. It, uh, it sure is. It's an old industry and, um, you know, like you're saying, there's, there's work. Can you hear me? Is there like a lag? There's a a small lag, but, um, we, we're at, we're at the end of the show here. So I, I, I do want to thank you for your time, Shannon. You've shared a lot of valuable insight. Um, next time we have you on, we'll, we'll dig into your accounting background and kind of how that intertwines into your your business, your tile business, because we didn't even touch on that. There's just not enough time. I want to be respectful and, and keep this at an hour. So again, Shannon, thanks for being a guest. We, we appreciate everything you're doing. Thank you. No worries. No worries. Um, but yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, I look forward to our next interview. Well, we, we appreciate it, Shannon. Keep, keep doing your thing and, uh, yeah. and we'll, we'll talk soon. All right, tile friends. Well, that was Shannon with at that tile chick. If you're not following Shannon, you can follow her on social media at that tile chick on Instagram. Uh, she's on TikTok, like you heard. Uh, she's on YouTube. She's growing the YouTube channel. Um, she's doing some great things. So uh, I, I appreciate all of you being here. I appreciate your comments. And I, I hope and um, I'm confident that you, you found a lot of value in that interview. So thanks again, Shannon. We appreciate it. All right, Tile friends. Uh, happy Tuesday. Stay profitable out there. Talk to you later.